Series 5, we talked about timing. They say that luck is a combination of preparation and timing, and it's also about trusting your gut. There are lots of great nuggets of wisdom in this episode, even if we do say so ourselves. Well, I, I went for a run yesterday and cleaned the house. I didn't went to didn't do much. I think I did quiet. the most Irish thing ever. I made soda bread. How was that? <laughs> Delish. I hate soda bread. Yeah. Yeah. Good <laughs> job I didn't invite you. <laughs> it's, it's so not a Dublin thing. It's so your friends' mums in school who were not from Dublin gave you soda bread. I remember going, what? <laughs> really bad white processed bread you know? taste the soda though it should be yeah, nice you had white processed bread you know loads of butter <laughs> yeah so that's always good it went into you balls of dough when you squash it you kill the cat if you threw it at it it's <laughs> so what's the issue today <laughs> are you asking that to set somebody up to or are you asking it because you don't know <laughs> oh, no i opened it it's the Timing issue. Timing issue. Timing issue. I, I, I to, timing. <laughs> we are good. When you're good, you're good. <laughs> you can you can splice all that stuff up to make it sound like we were just absolutely perfect together. Yeah. <laughs> so, from what what point of view? Well, can we start with a stunning quote okay. that might get get our taste buds tasted? Uh, time is an illusion. We've said that before. Timing is an art by a man called Stefan Edmonds, who I Googled, could not find. Perhaps he's incredibly famous. I saw him quoted in several things. And people didn't know where he's from. So people are like, who, I don't know who Stefan Edmonds is, but he said, time is an illusion. Timing is an art. Hi, Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining. And here he is. Stefan, come in. <laughs> See, I, I don't think you, I wonder. Now that's interesting because if it's an art, then it's a talent, right? Is that fair to say? So well, it it's not a, a skill. talent. Yeah, but I, I don't. So there's two. I think there's two sides to the discussion around timing. One is um, your ability for your brain to react to a situation and have good timing, right? So it could be funny, positive, negative, proactive, and then the other is how you use timing, right? That, that, so in your day to day life, and I, I have really good timing in conversation and in talking, and I, I know I do, but I have appalling timing in the way I use my brain for my, not appalling, but I wish, I wish it was better. You know what I mean? Even this morning coming out to do this, I knew I got up at eight. I knew we were coming at 10. I still managed to have, to not time what I had to do properly. And I knew I wasn't, I was like, oh, I've got 20 minutes. I'm fine. I'm still. I think part of that though, um, is optimism over experience that we think we can get more into a period of time than we actually can. Yes. Yeah. So I think you optimistically believe that you can squeeze more events into a one hour period than is possible. And actually one of the big issues with COVID, I think, is we have forgotten to schedule in this liminal space between events. So we used to travel to do things um, and that created a sort of a parenthesis around our lives um, so stop, I'm going to stop you right there. What's parenthesis? <laughs> brackets. Like it, okay. it, it created a, a sort of a, a sacred space where you weren't working, you were in transit or, you know, you, you were in the middle of something. And is liminal, it's in between time, isn't it? It's, it's, it's in between. It's, it's, yeah. it's a sort of a, a, yeah, it's a fuzzy in between. And it's, it's, not, it's not A or B. And actually, well, anyway, that's, that's another that's another subject that we'll get to. And I think, I think, uh, I think we should do an issue on, on, this is a bit of a digression now, but on 
the nature of um, binary thinking. And, and ha- you know, a lot of the stuff that we've been doing in, in the course is around understanding that there is no A and B. But we'll come back to that. So what I'm saying is basically what we're doing now is we're scheduling our days, particularly people who work in sort of Zoom heavy jobs, back to back. So it's like this kind of, you know, never ending uh, on without that liminal space where you can breathe. Yeah, I'm really feeling that actually. And funny, talk about timing. Just have to tell you what I'm watching right now, right? It's really, I see it all the time and it's just, it's all just joined the dots for me. Um, there's one magpie every morning that bullies the, <laughs> bullies the pigeons. That's why they fly into the window. They're all terrified, right? So I'm just watching them and we're having this other conversation. But the other magpies just come up there and the two of them are bullying. the, the, the But uh, it's it completely, I suppose, it's very difficult to express that, that my superstition, right, is so irrational. When I saw the... <clears throat> When I saw the other magpie, I'm like, oh, it's going to be a good day. It's going to be a good podcast, right? And it completely goes against, or does it, does it build into what you're talking about, binary thinking, that I have attached myself to that superstition? So it's just binary thinking, isn't it? It's just it like... Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's also the comfort of the familiar yeah. that you, you, you can kind of... We, we, don't, we don't like <laughs> deviating from what we yeah. know in our primal brain. So we, we, we stay with what, what we know is going to happen, and that brings us comfort. And just to really just to really tease how we can do that in another issue, which we will, is what's been really evident as well. So non-binary thinking or understanding that it's also technology is going to allow everybody to be treated as an individual. And so a big part of what one of our lecturers, Jakob, is teaching us, which is fascinating, is that actually when we do a census form and we are asked if we're African, which isn't even a country, or if we are Asian, which isn't even a country, or if we're Irish, which is a country, right? So we say we, we, we put people into boxes. But he was saying technology will mean that people can fill in and we'll be able to, you know, break that data out. So everybody will have a completely unique list of attributes. And that will build into what you're talking about, that we will understand that people don't identify as something or do identify as something. And actually, I think there'll be a tipping point where there'll be a generation who just get that and wonder why we never thought like that. I think so. I think so. Yeah. And, and this is about timing. Like, so even, yeah. even the fact that we, um, our little collective duo that we are, um, decided that the time was right for us to go and do a master's in equity, diversity and inclusion. Um, and, and, and the timing of that was kind of twofold. It was sort of a, um, a beginning of a new way of thinking. And it was also dovetailing with a period where you know, it's, it's, it's perfect for study because we're curtailed in all our other activities. Um, and actually looking back on, on our time together, the 11 or 12 years that we've spent together, I think there is a kind of, a, I think there is individual time, timing and then I think there is collective timing that actually is nearly greater than the sum of its parts. And if everything is aligned, um, you can actually create this collective timing that works for you. And I think that's built on having a couple of different um, perspectives, which yeah. are more powerful than one perspective, but also trusting your gut and tapping into your kind of courageous self that you can go now and not be held back. And I actually think that the challenge with timing is your gut will tell you about the timing, um, but your brain will stop you from acting on it. Yeah, yeah. 
Esther Perel, actually, I quoted her on, on Twitter the other day, had the most beautiful quote uh, in a podcast I was listening to. We know we love Esther Perel. We know we love all Esthers, let's face it. Um, mm. She yes. said, our lives, are, <laughs> our lives are the stories of when we left too soon and stayed too long. Yeah. She said mm. that for years, haven't I? Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. You were saying in last week's episode, you were like, I wish I'd milked the shit out of things and not just yeah. kind of raced through things and, you know, da, da, da. Yeah, yeah. I really, I think... I think that attitude speeds up your life. Whereas I do think you have no, we are part of the perception of what time is. We are part, we are, we are embodied by it. We are embodied. We are the embodiment of man-made time. We're part of that. We can't get away from that, but we can try and slow it down for ourselves. And I think that's, I think that's really interesting and really important. Something I want to clear up about, something I really want to clear up that's bothering me about our EDI course is that we had decided to do this before COVID. We didn't do it because That's of right. COVID. And it's really annoying me. We did this, we did it on our own, off our own bat. And it was a journey we were on before. We actually had the application in, in September, 2019. Right. So it just, you know, well, it's a great time to do it. We were doing it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and I, do, I think- That's timing, had, right, as well? Like it's- Well, that's luck. Right, that, that yeah. the space cleared out for us to do it. So that's what timing, that's what look is, preparation and timing. Yeah. <laughs> and they're coming together. But um, yeah, that, that's it. Because I, when I'm talking to even my family, they're like, wow, you had a great time to do it. I was like, yeah, well, I, I was doing it anyway. <laughs> and not, not that it, it's that important, really, but it's also like, it makes people think, were well, you really bored? <laughs> Did you have nothing else to do? And I, you had to do a course. And, that, and, and the only reason I, I latched onto it is because it was really hard to get a place on that course. It was a difficult course. It's not um, a walk in the park, but it's fabulous. It's interesting. I really enjoy it. Yeah. I don't know why I felt clear. need to clear that up. I just thought it <laughs> You're on. Yeah, the broadsheets are going to pick that up and Brendan's going to be spashed all over the papers next week. So we can, we, I am glad you cleared it up. But the thing about timing, I think as well, is that it's not going to, like you said, it's a good feeling. It's not going to go, ding-a-ling-a-ling, this is the time. You know, you'll get kind of, if you're feeling a certain way and you want to make a certain decision, you might observe things around you, but the onus is on, you have to really just dive into it and it's going to feel scary, but you, you can let, like you can go, the timing's right. I've done it with certain things in my life. Like we've all done it. And you see the date roll around and you're like, I just let that go. And then you can just, you can just kind of go back into your everyday life and nobody knows or people, you know what I mean? So it's, yeah. Like I think we've been talking about big timing, right? Mm-hmm. But there's also little timing. Um, so everyday timing and, and, and thinking about how we, we structure everything we do around the construct of, of, of time as we know it, you know? So, so when, when do you do what you do? So for a really kind of mundane example, if I don't get my exercise in the morning, um, chances are the day will gobble up, you know, any opportunity to do that. Um, so, so I, prioritize that and I've habitualized it now but there's also you know your brain is in different modes at different times of the day there was an amazing study that I read about um I think it was uh and is they studied uh an Israeli court and the verdicts that were handed down um to 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 convicted criminals um and uh by the end of the day um, this, yeah. Yeah. yeah, more and more people were were found innocent because the judges were getting tired and they didn't have um, the the energy to to decide on a verdict that was guilty. 
Mm. So, so actually, uh, you know, as, as we kind of roll through our days, there is energy expended. Um, and that takes a toll on our ability to be um, confident around our own timing. Yeah. I, I did a different thing with exercise in that I make it my priority of my day. I've, because I don't leave the house. So I need to go and do that exercise. So I make it, well, I find a window that's going to find, suit the time and then I'll put it in the diary and I'll make it my priority. And I'll be really angry at myself if I don't do it because I think it's really important right now, especially for mental health and everything else, just to get out once a day. You have to just do it. Yeah. Oh, you have to. Um, yeah, um, I've, so. I've got a question for you. So I'm going to take a little break while I formulate it. We'll be back in a second. <laughs> And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, has there been a moment where you have seen that, like that, you know, you've seen a deadline or an opportunity or something and you've just, for whatever reason, just let that moment kind of roll past you? And have you taken a less? Have you, has that taught you something? Or have you- so I was going to pick up on you saying that a minute ago in, t- in terms of, you know, we, we wrote a character once called Ironic Woman. She had the power of hindsight, right? And she was the most annoying superhero on the planet, right? Because I could have told you that. <laughs> Could have told you that would happen. You say that to yourself all the time, right? You missed that. Could have told you that. You should have done that. Should have, could have, would have, right? So mm-hmm. hindsight is, a, is an intensely wonderful gift, but it's a waste of time, right? It's, it's looking back and you miss the opportunity, but you can learn from it for sure, mm-hmm. right? To, to trust your instincts more. Um, my instincts are good, but they vary because it's based on how you feel, right? At the mm-hmm. time when you're looking at things. Um, but I've always... You've always, I, th- I don't know whether it's not like, whether it's like you t- read the story, you tell yourself, I should have done that. I should have reacted when I had, when the timing was right. Um, so I kind of, I'm quite good at going. And I, yeah. And I think when you get into that, that narrative, it kind of erodes your confidence. Yes. Um, yeah. Funny that actually confidence and timing. I, somebody tweeted me doing 40 years of Irish television. And it was, when I think of it now, it's like 2002 and it was a 400 studio of TV presenters from Ireland, like Terry Wogue. Like, <laughs> and I was the host, right? And I think of it now. And I was the first person to ever interview Gayburn and Pat Kenny on the same couch. Like, the neck but I was I, I thought it went really really bad I always remember walking away from that thinking I was awful that was awful the, the clip they said I was like oh, that was great it's so funny how you perceive things with your insecure brain and go and it's only it takes a long time for you I find for that insecurity just to melt away and you to see what everybody else saw but anyway yeah, that's it that's just the part I don't know how to fix that one Esther <laughs> I'm 50 this year and it hasn't gone away you know you just have to manage it here's the thing right if if we so all three of us live lives that are sort of full of differences and and it's not it's not the same and different things are happening that's different uh inputs and outputs all the time and we you know we don't clock into a job and clock out or we okay so on a day-to-day basis we don't expect the same things to happen We're, we're not routine in how we live our lives and i wonder does that force us to to think about timing differently so in other words if you had a very routine job would timing be as important? Hmm. Yeah, well, I think, yeah, you, would you learn? Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. Well, the mundane would, yeah. We'd have to get there on time and go home on time. <laughs> that's not timing. That's not timing. So timing timing is about, I think timing is very linked with decision-making. Yeah. So, so, so timing is, 
is this the right time to do this or not? I mean, you know, and that's when, so that's when you're, when you're in your twenties and you sit down with your girlfriend and she's having a horrible time with her boyfriend and she doesn't know whether or not to leave him or stay. Mm -hmm. And she wants you to have the answers because you're her friend, right? And we've all been that friend. Oh, we've all been that, we've all been that girl, you know, Mm -hmm. should I stay or should I go? And when timing's linked to emotions, it's really hard to make the right call, right? So Mm -hmm. that's in terms of knowing when the right time is. And then very often when you're younger and you break up with someone, you go, why didn't I do that two years ago? You know, and that's an easy criticism to have of yourself because you, you try to make it work and that's fine. But that eternal question about when is the right time and, and particularly big decisions. So, yeah, we're, we're thinking about moving from here and I have I am procrastinating, although I'm looking. Well, you're processing, I think, as well. So that's that's slightly different. Well, I think were you told if you don't know what to do, don't do anything. Was that a thing you were told as a kid? Mm, no. You were told that if you don't know what mm. to do, which I always took as you don't know what to do 100 percent, don't do anything, which is going to affect your timing. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> because you're never going to know 100 percent, I feel. You know, it's, it's funny. I think, I don't know. I probably heard both, but sometimes, you know, I've also heard the advice when you're not sure what to do, just do something because it'll bring you somewhere different and then you'll be able to make a whole new set of decisions. And I kind of, that's what yeah, I take much, on. That's it. much better advice. <laughs> it's much better. Yeah. Change the inputs, change what's happening. Um, because I think, you know, when we're thinking about timing and decision-making, it, it, it's not like there's only one right decision. Mm-hmm. It, there are just different, different results. Yeah, that's the thing. You'll always, you could go, oh, I don't like this place where this decision has taken me, but at least you've got maybe this to kind of rail against as opposed to that thing over there that was, you know. Yeah, and here's the slightly overlordy, oldy person thing to say about that. Very often you look back and think that was the right way to turn. I mean, because you turned up up one street and then two turns later, you're in a completely different place that you never would have ended up. And you do go, well, I wouldn't have have met this person. I wouldn't have done this thing. I wouldn't be here feeling this. I suppose, do you know what was interesting? Talk about timing. I was, I had a production company in London. I was making documentaries. I was filming with a documentary with Boy George. I was busy. I was doing the clothes show and life was good. And I got a phone call to come back and do Off the Rails with Tanya. And funny enough, I didn't have to think about it long. I wanted to come home. The timing was right. I was in my 30s. I I wanted to come back. And I'd been coming back a lot and noticed I was making excuses to get back more. Noticed my nephews and nieces were growing taller and taller and taller. I noticed I was missing. I felt I was missing out. I had had my London life. I'd had my fun. I'd done what I wanted to do there, essentially. And I thought, well, if this doesn't work, I'm, I'm making a decision and I'll have to come back to London and start again, you know. But I I just, I, I went with my emotional gut on the timing of that. It's interesting, isn't it? I yeah. Just, that really occurred to me there because I, I was like, oh God. And I just bought an apartment in London. Like, so I, I had no money. I had just put everything, you know, I bought furniture and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, Ooh, what am I doing in my life? And then I came back into 2008 and there was a recession. Yeah. <laughs> And funny, from, from my point of view, when, when I was offered it, I wasn't sure at all. I mean, I'm sure we've spoken about this before, but it, it, it didn't feel like um, the decision wasn't based. OK, so the timing turned out to be very good um, because the industry I had been in fell off a cliff just as I jumped ship. TV commercials and all that just dried up. Uh, but for me, that decision was actually 
probably fighting my gut in one way and and favoring uh favoring opportunity lost so if i didn't do it it was gone yeah um, and that was that was the kind of decision making process for me that yeah. it was like well it was a bit of a dr pepper moment you know to try it if you hate it oh okay <laughs> who is, who is yeah, this I Dr. Have, I Pepper? Haven't, I haven't read anything by Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no. Our, <laughs> our rights, I think. Yeah, yeah. But and do you think, though, do you think working in the kind of the, the way you work and the way you live has sort of made you more tuned to timing, Sonia, like you were saying? I think so. Mm-hmm. Do you think like your decision making process gets is just kind of faster or how, how does it affect? I think you, I think if, if you're, if you're kind of unscheduled in your, in your life, you, you're forced to make decisions more frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think, I think you, you can kind of grow the muscle of that and, and get used to it. And, um, and then obviously the more you do it, the more you become familiar with what those options look like, what might be best, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like it. I was, I was very fearful before off the rails, before I took that big decision, I was definitely, um, afraid of change. And now I quite like it. Now I like the unknown of it. Definitely. Yeah. I feel like I'm like Hannah Montana. I've got the best of both worlds. So I, I do have sort of my day job, even though I start, I, I start there are unusual hours or whatever, and it's not a kind of standard kind of job or whatever. And I do my freelance bits as well. But in, with regards to change, I'm much more comfortable with that now than I was a couple of years ago. And I think once you make big decisions, it does embolden you and it kind of, you're right, strengthens that, that, that muscle. And then you see opportunities like, and or yeah, see opportunities and you kind of go, yeah, why not? And what's the, you know, just let's go for it. I think once you get... I think once for me, it's once you get the reassurance that the rent will come, you'll be fine. Like, because when you're younger, you're like, well, how will I, what will I do? You know, once you get get into a pattern of you, you always can pay the rent somehow. Um, and you understand that you've, you, you've, you have two hands and you have the ability to use them or your, whatever it is that you can mm-hmm. do to, to make a living. And once you get into that mindset, so, well, I can probably do, I was, I was actually remembering, I had a dream about something, some mad job I did in London when I want television work had gone quiet and I just needed to earn money. And I, I took this development job in this mad production company. I was like, I was like, yeah, whatever. And I remember people saying, you're that presenter guy. What are you doing in here? I was like, I need to work. So I've never had a, you know, I know funny enough, one of my big fallbacks was going to Wayne's or Rory's bars and pulling pints if ever I needed to. <laughs> that sure, was I, I told when I was, um, uh, one of the boutiques that I was working in closed down. This was six months before they closed down and I was let go. And <laughs> took it very personally but uh, I, I went and sold uh, hi-fi equipment for six months oh yeah I figure mm. if you can sell a dress you can sell you know a sound yeah. system um sure. but but the this is from my um my scary group my my women entrepreneurial group uh the best question and I absolutely love this question and it's a real keeper uh to ask yourself if you're if you're struggling with change to ask yourself if in five years time nothing has changed will you be happy oh that's there's the clip right there <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, wow great question it's a great even three years time like what's your what's the situation you're in now do you want to change it is the timing right to move well if you don't what does it look like mm-hmm. wow it's Ooh. funny yeah you great can really feel it though some, yeah <laughs> 
older. Yeah, and I'm even more miserable than I have been. So <laughs> in the end, I decided to stay put, and I'm really sad. <laughs> so nothing poor decision here. on my part. Yay, yay, changed. Nothing to see here. Literally nothing to see here. Yeah. With regards to timing, have you thought of an outside thing for this so wonderful issue? I'll jump in. I wanted to talk about how I keep my weekly diary, and I, I keep a Google diary as well for... Um, to, for reminders mm-hmm. but I map out my week which I always start like so today is because yesterday was Paddy's day so it's empty but I map out because we're studying as well I need to use my timing really well and I've noticed if I write down one to two workout two to three four study it ha- it's much more likely to happen at the time at which I commit to so I found if I map my timings of the week pretty much you know so what I try and do on a Sunday is is go uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, run, Sunday, hike, or whatever we do, right? And make the, and then build around that and then put the meetings in around that is that it, it, it's much more likely to happen. The stuff that I want to happen at the end of the week and look back and look, that's happened is great. Now I will move it if something really important comes along and you know, that's all. So having that flexibility is really important. But I, I map and, I, and my little trick is I map um, sort of the to-do list on this side and then the next two days on that side. So the week overview on Google and two days so nice. instead of instead of moving day after day, do two days. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of, it eases the pressure as well. As we go through this period, as we're literally, this is like, I'm describing this period as, you know, when you're on a ferry in Greece and it's been like a long ferry ride, imagine it, right? Mm-hmm. Or a long plane mm-hmm. ride. And you can Excuse see me, the beach. I'm just going to have to burst into tears for a little minute. Yeah. You can see the beach and this is typically us. And you've, you've, you've it's, it's uncomfortable. It's very, very, and you've booked the most gorgeous little, villa or whatever you have and you know it's there but you also know you've got a trek and there's a bit just before you get off the ferry as a, as a walking passenger in Greece right where you go down into where they keep the cars and you're standing right in front of the big beep 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 door that lets the cars off and you walk off there first right that always takes ages it brings you back to your five-year-old mind right it takes far longer than you anticipate it's going to take because you go oh let's go down and you go down you're standing <laughs> I feel right now the world is in that phase looking at the big door going beep 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 um, so we're getting frustrated anxious worked up annoyed I can feel it from people just open the door and let us out you know and that's what we kind of are going through right mm-hmm. now um, I don't know why I decided to give you that rant but that's what I that's where I feel we're at now so I'm just kind of oh come on let's go yeah. That's yeah. How I feel. yeah. So my outside thing is an episode of the podcast Work Life um, mm-hmm. and it is Relationships at Work with mm-hmm. Adam Grant. It's his podcast and featuring Esther Perel. And that's where that quote came from. I can send you the link. Um, oh, it is brilliant. It is yeah. so brilliant. And actually funny, she goes in quite deeply to this idea of non-binary thinking. We, we were kind of hardwired to think either are. And she said, it's more complicated than that. Um, everything in life. So it's, it's lovely, lovely kind of further expri- exploration of that idea. And she's the, the woman whose roof fell in. No, no. Esther is a sex and relationship therapist. Oh, right. Okay. Um, no, you're thinking of Norma Kamali. Oh, yes. Of course. Oh, yeah, Norma Kamali. Yeah. The yes. sleeping bag jacket woman. Right.